members for their service and a special shout out to my friend Brian my little turtle dove he served in Vietnam and uh yeah he he's probably my my favorite crush in Kansas City <laughs> anyway our reading today starts with Alice's Mil- Alice Miller's quote I guess I didn't have any coffee and you could tell Um, I'm trying to come closer to the origins of this loss of the self. Sometimes we may feel as if we created a false self. Often we've been in recovery for a while. We begin to realize that we've been wearing a mask and hiding behind it. We did it to protect ourselves from the pain and uncertainty of our lives. And during those years of drinking, drug, and gambling, we've had no interest in learning who we really were. Have we created false selves to mask our real personalities? As we grow in recovery, our reclaimed honesty will help us answer this. When we're true to ourselves and our feelings, we'll come to know and enjoy our values. We are becoming people we respect and love. We'll come to make better choices, building a new life around real selves. We can establish our true selves by sharing openly our thoughts, feelings, needs, desires, and concerns for those around us. Today, help me share who I really am. This reading reminds me of our friend Oscar, who that we just lost due to COVID. And he used to talk about wearing masks and how in recovery, he doesn't have to wear a mask anymore. And I really related to that. Obviously, I don't have a mask on anymore as far as the, you know, my addictions, my gambling, my drinking, my smoking, my ice cream addiction, etc. I don't really hide about much anymore. And it really does make a a huge, huge difference. I, I don't have to. I've never been keen on lying anyway. I think for me, I didn't know what was under the mask or I was scared of what was under the mask. So I didn't want to ever let that side of me out. I'm grateful today that I have. In in the other group that I'm participating in, it's like a six-week class and, well, event. It's, it's called Ditch the Booze and it's from Paul's it's an extension of Paul's podcast and his group. And we were given assignments. And one of the assignments for the first week is what he refers to as burning the ships, which I actually just read it. The story about what that meant. It had something to do with some people in a war or fighting. And the troops left the ships to go onto the land to fight. And the boss burned the ships And the point was, well, we have to win because we have nothing to go back to. So, wow. Yeah, I hadn't really said it quite out loud like that. One of those aha moments. I love it when I get to share those with you. So if we, 
you know, I've been stalling even about burning the ships with you guys about my smoking. I wasn't bragging about smoking the cigars or even telling you that I was trying to quit smoking there really for a while. I didn't burn the ships so that way I didn't have to own it completely. Maybe I was afraid of winning or maybe I didn't think I was going to leave myself an out there for smoking. Well, when it can't, when it, when it comes to gambling and alcohol, the, the ships I've burned, I can't think of any really that I haven't. So as I was looking at this assignment this morning, I'm like, well, who could I tell that doesn't know? And maybe there's people that don't know. I just am so transparent about it that I don't know who knows or doesn't know. Or And, and the thing I've learned, and I talked about this in transparency, but people don't this sounds horrible, but people don't care. Like they just don't, it's not going to make a difference in someone's life, whether or not I have a drink at dinner. They might want me to have a drink at dinner because it'll make them feel better about themselves drinking at dinner. Maybe I'm just giving you like a, a makeup example. I'm sure that's the reason why, like I, I used to take a pulse at the table to see who ordered, you know, a drink first. Um, or the same thing when I'd invite, my husband or my family to go gamble with me. It was to make me feel better about going or getting to go, you know, having the obligation with the family, but still wanting to go bet. So that was like the best way to uh, do it. But anyway, so I've burned, I've burned the ships all the way up to, you know, very high level management at my day job. And the reason for me, there's two reasons to, big reasons. One is, well, maybe more than two. But the first is, I I don't like the lying and hiding. And it, it just doesn't, I'm not scared of the penalty. And I guess really, it would help me choose who belongs in my life and who doesn't, right, based on their reactions. But People don't lay in bed at night going, hmm, I wonder if Bobby had a drink today or I wonder if Bobby gambled today. Nobody's doing that. So they don't really care. They don't care in that sense. However, we may find out how much they really care in a loving, supportive sense. So I love the value of that. I'm sorry, I hear sirens. The value of that when you do burn a ship the reactions are pretty, the reactions of the people in my world, and I've done this with people I've gambled with, family, friends, work, you name it, strangers on the plane, (laughs) strangers anywhere really. And um, generally people say that they're proud of us. And then the next thing that happens, which is another reason why I try to be pretty vocal about it is, I don't know a percentage of time, maybe at least 40 or 50 percent of the time, the person on the other end then says they can relate and they either can relate because they're struggling with something or they know someone who's struggling, which leads me to the second reason why it's important that I have my mask off and that I burn the ships is If I don't do it and I keep the shame 
and the guilt and, you know, whatever feelings drive us from keeping it close to us. If I kept all that close, first of all, I'm not healing my inside because I'm still hanging on to those bad feelings and back to the cup theory. Can't fill the cup up with the good stuff if we're keeping all the bad shit there. But also to let them know now if they if they are in that circumstance or they do know someone, the conversation can begin and they then aren't feeling as alone. And then maybe they can get their brave on or look at how they want to heal or evaluate the choices they want to make. So the value to that is is just priceless and, and that's part of why I'm passionate about it. You know, and it and we take away the power from it. So I was a gambleholic. Okay. And now I, it's not like I'm consumed in the back of my mind going, oh, I need to place a bet. It's another secret to keep. I don't have to worry about it. It's it's out in the open, business as usual. Yeah, I talk about it a lot, but I talk about it a lot again, to reiterate the message and to try to educate people that this is a problem bigger than they probably think. If you haven't, if you haven't taken your masks off and I still, I still struggle with knowing if they're all off because I don't know what I don't know, if that makes any sense. Maybe, you know, there's definitely more digging I need to do. But as a general, you know, I've dealt with a lot of my past this last three years. And and then I've learned a lot about myself and what I want my future to look like the last three years. So it's it's I'm so grateful to have solved some of those mysteries and not only is my mask off, I'm on a clear path of knowing exactly what I want, what I need, what I deserve. You know, I I didn't know any of that when I was gambling. And I'm I'm I don't know that I would have found my way to this place had I not gambled. Maybe, but I don't believe so. I don't believe that I would be who I am today without gambling. So my my challenge or thing to think about today is, you know, is there anybody that you can tell? You know, maybe you want to burn a ship and, and maybe it's someone who can't. If you're afraid of consequences, and this is what I mean by we're not that important. People aren't going to just go, so-and-so's a gambler. Like, they're not going to tell their next person because they probably already forgot about it, you know, if they're one of those catty people. Or if they do tell, and that's the beauty of being transparent all around. So if, if you told somebody at work, say, and they went and told the boss, but you had already told the boss, it doesn't matter. You take away the power of the situation. And I know work's probably one of the most sensitive subjects about the keeping it hidden, and I believe, again, not a lawyer or anything on here, but I don't believe that it can be held against us. You know, I I had short-term disability to go to treatment. So it means that, you know, it's um, falls in the sickness buckets or whatever. So I don't think work can penalize, penalize you for that way. But that's not really the point. The point is, 
if you are, if that's what's holding you back is fear of consequences or, or a bad result. Like I'm still baffled by the folks that haven't told their children or haven't told their parents, what bad result can you get out of those relationships? You know, the parents are generally pretty unconditional about their love. So I don't know how they wouldn't be accepting. We might be wearing a mask saying, oh, well, I don't want to hurt them. And yeah, it may hurt, but you're not, you're hurting them also by not telling them, in my opinion, because you're keeping secrets and lying, which is just not a good place to be in a relationship. Okay. So yeah. So think about burning a ship or taking off your mask. That's, uh, see, we're getting back to the serious stuff. It's already almost uh, the work week again. <laughs> okay, I'm kidding. Enjoy your day today. Work week, we can deal with tomorrow. I will be back tonight. And um, yeah, enjoy your day. I hope you get to eat some watermelon or be outside. Do something good for the holiday. Thanks all.